So welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> um, Phil, I can't remember what episode we're on. I think it's 15 of season two. Still going. Um, how you doing? I'm very well, mate. Yeah, quite enjoyed. We've just done the podcast. Quite enjoyed that one. Uh, yeah. One of my favourite people. Um, apart from you, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, quite entertaining. It's been a good, been a good, been a good evening, Tom. Been a, been a great evening, and I'm not liquored that much today, which is good, which is a good change. Um, <laughs> um, no game for the ones again this weekend. No game. Uh, the NLD have done their best to fuck the cup up. Um, so, yeah, we are fixture-free, which is, in a way, quite nice because it's uh, Super Saturday in the Six Nations. It is indeed. It also means I'm probably going to be expected to look after my own children. So. It's it might, which is which is a bit of a sad thing as a parent, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder whether I might th- throw some throw some seeds out to the lads and see if we could have all the kids at my house and we can all watch the. Oh, that is a thing. Yeah. I know. I know Winchester's been booked. Oh, but I mean, the kids liked the Winchester last time, but it's an eight o'clock. So if you get someone to pick them up before eight for England, then you're all you're all toasty. Just give yeah. just give the daddy egg a call. Um, but as we as we've just spoken to one of our favourite people, um, big dog, we you played Bridgenorth at the weekend. You did look like. Twitter, I was following Twitter when I could. It looked like it was a a busy game. Yeah, well, you know, thanks for your support as ever, Tom. Um, I was playing a tennis tournament, which is a joke in itself. But um, yeah, it was a it was a really good game. Um, pretty close for the first thirty, um, and the tries started flowing a bit. And I think they were three one up in terms of tries. Um, and we ended up being about 12 points down with about 20 to go, 15 to go. And I think we, we scored two, two unanswered tries and one conversion to, to bring it back for a draw, the second draw against them of the season. And um, 31, all that one ended. So, yeah, it was, it was a great performance. You know, we finally played some rugby that we can be really proud of. Um, the lads really dug in. There was some cracking defence. You know, we, we still came away from the game, even though come away with three points against a very good team, saying, "Oh, we could have done better," which is, yeah. which is good because you always need something to improve on. But there's there's massive scope, and you know, we're still a phenomenally young side. Uh, well, outside of the front five, um, <laughs> that you know, there's real positives for the club. And I think I think it's nice. It would have been very easy after. Uh, a string of some very disappointing results. I think the lads will happily say disappointing is an understatement. But uh, when you score so many and get three points out of it, it would have been very easy to come off and not and say we're 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 back at where we should be. But it's nice for the people acknowledge that they're coming off and go. Actually, we, we probably could have done better there and, and still won. Um, yeah, well, we, we definitely left some stuff there. out there in attack and defence. So you know rugby is quite a cruel sport and you'll get punished for making mistakes on either side of the ball so you know the the, the teams that make the least mistakes normally win yeah um, and on the weekend to be fair both teams were as good and as bad as each other so <laughs> uh before we introduce our guest today were there any standout performances for you at the weekend um i think every try scorer was under 21 i'm amazing which is a ridiculous stat. We scored five tries and we scored, f- I think it was five different try scorers. That could be incorrect. Didn't John T score? No, he managed to butcher one, didn't he? 
Oh, right. That might have been what I've seen on Twitter. Yeah. No, so that's a shame, isn't it? Jack Taylor scored, Rimo scored, Cam scored, uh, Josh... Josh Orton smith Josh Orton smith scored. Who else was young? Tom Davies. Tom Davies, oh, he's young. Yeah. A little snap. That's good, though. It's, and it, it, it's it's good for their little confidence boost as well, isn't it, to, to get over in such a high-scoring game. Yeah. Nothing worse playing in a high-scoring game when you know you're fast, not that I've had this experience, but still not get over yeah. the try line. But yeah, no, yeah, it was good. It was a fantastic result for us. And like I say, to score five tries and all those five tries to be scored by under-21s is pretty ridiculous in that level. Yeah, yeah. It looks good for the future. Um, but something that doesn't look good for the future is uh, wow. big, dog, big Dog's health. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, chatted, chatted to Big Dog, we've just done it. He's uh, he's always providing decent content. Yeah, he's a, he's a bubbly character, isn't he? Um, I think he's, he's just... He's just an absolute goldmine for entertainment, isn't he? Absolutely. If it's, not, if it's not him, it's his body. If it's not his body, it's something else. It's, it's his doodleberries. I think he's uh, he's very much someone that everyone would like to have at their club, um, regardless of ability, mainly on personality, just because, although he is a very good player, personality is someone that is always going to light up a room. Um Shall we, shall we talk to Big Dog? Well, pretend we're just about to talk to Big Dog? Yeah, let's pretend that we're just about to talk to Big Dog, yeah. Here's Big Dog. All right, so here we are with Big Dog. Big Dog, we didn't get you on the pod while you were at Pals. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Yeah, well, good. It's good to see you. I'm, I heard some of the lads were, were able to see you at the weekend. Um, yeah. You've just... Described yourself as the water draining out of a radiator. Are you, That's the one. Are you feeling better? Um, oh, yes. Much better, thank you now, yeah. yeah. Disappointed that I still couldn't come up, but there you go. Yeah, yeah, he's but... happy because he's back to eating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back on solids. Back on solids, yeah. <laughs> um, so you might as well start with where, where, are, where are you now? You, you, you're back... Down in Shropshire, aren't you? Yeah, I'm back down in Shropshire now. Moved uh, last year, now it was, during lockdown. Uh, moved back for work uh, at Canic Chase and then, um, yeah, started playing for Bridge North again after that, really. Is it nice to be back? It is nice. It is nice to be back. But also, on the flip side of that, I do miss, do miss you know, Pavs, really, as well. So, yeah, it's nice to go back to my old, my old club and... And be back around the family and stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you have you played for any other clubs, Tom? Because uh, sorry, dog. Because Tom asked me earlier. He was like, "Oh, what what clubs has dog played for?" And I went, "I don't fucking know." Like, I didn't even know his name for the first two years that he was at the club. Uh, just just Bridge North and Paviers. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I've only played for two clubs. So yeah, yeah, it took me ages because I kept I remember kept seeing you come off on my suggested friends on Facebook. Who's this Adam Blake? Some team sheets, it was just B dog, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody at Pavies actually knows my real name apart from Nathan, and he, <laughs> and he still used Big Dog in the programs. Yeah, I thought that was mint. That was mint. Um, so you might as well start at the top. How did you start playing rugby and when? I started when I was five or six down at Bridge North as a young whippersnapper. 
probably still the same shape as I am now. <laughs> ne- never really, never really got out of the front row. Um, I had a, I had a, a game at second row, I think, because I wasn't able to prop in the second teams because I was still seventeen, so I had to play second row. And that's about it. That's as far back as we ever got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight back into the front row as soon as eighteen came. <laughs> at least you don't kid yourself. But some of our front rows still think they're backs, don't they? I mean. Yeah. Look at Lockie and Kieran, they, they're in the worst, they're, they're in a hell of a bad shape, but they still think their backs are hard, aren't they? Let's be honest. Perfectly circular. I mean, perfectly so. Lockie's more cuboid now, it's a bit weird. Fuck you. Um, so, so you started at Bridge North and you made your, you, I guess you made your senior debut in the row. That was the first game, played one game in the row. Um, what was it like propping? Do you remember propping for the first time against? Uh, a horrible Shropshire bloke. Um, not necessarily Shropshire. Back in back in those days, we'd play quite a few of the Birmingham sides, so Aston, Old Edwardians, and Old Salts, and people like that. And yeah, they they were horrible, <laughs> horrible <laughs> to play against. <laughs> so yeah, right, yeah, some of the games were you know you just, you just have to take it on the chin literally and That's get over nice. it. To say, do you have what's your earliest memory of senior rugby? Do you have one? Yeah, probably. Actually, it was probably it was probably like old salts, or I, I can't remember if it was Aston, Ed, old Edwardians, or old salts. And I just remember uh, my mate's dad was playing in the front row with us, John Madden, and one of their second rows was trying to fill him in in a rook. And I tried to break it up, and he just hit me square on the chin. He just looked up and got up and just hit me, and I, just, I thought I'd been hit with a with a baseball bat. <laughs> a bit like training with Phil. I feel like that's that's when he, just when he when he tries to shot you. <laughs> it's it's normally after you've passed the ball from behind, and then he'll leave an elbow while you're on the floor as well. That's Phil's trademark. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some people will just go for a full shoot. I mean. I've been hit by Ollie Hansen and Josh Hall blindsides. Yeah. Just pests. I don't get it. Why well, it's plain touch? We don't, <laughs> we don't people like me and Dog aren't built for touch. You don't have to make it worse for us. <laughs> not built for touch or running. Or running. Or realistically, not much apart from the front five. Um so you've been filled in a few times and so on. But one thing Paviors, especially the first thing we'll know about is. Well, the reason people from Paris Light Bridge North is obviously for yourself, but also the drinking um, side of things. We're going to go quite early into it because we've, we've had some stories come through. Um, but drinking down with the Bridge North boys, did you get on any tours or any big drinking stories that stand out? <clears throat> not, not really, just a, apart from the usual stuff. Um, we went on, I went. I mean, I've not been on that many tours, to be fair. I've only been down to Newquay and we didn't really play rugby. It was just a piss up for a weekend. Proper tours. I mean, the, yeah, the, the worst the worst things that probably happened there was flaming arseholes. That was a good one. <laughs> um, but no, apart apart from that, it's just, we had, we had a, a mind-boggling weekend bender once over the bank holiday at Bridge North that was a good one Friday, Saturday and a Sunday night that was good stay before, before children 
<laughs> yeah, it would have had to be. BC. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that now? Can you imagine? No, I, I, I would just find the largest build, the biggest building I could find, and just throw myself off it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> then bounce back up again. Yeah, bollocks! <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> God damn my space hopper appearance. <laughs> um. So we we didn't touch on it. Talk us through a flaming arsehole. I mean, you can kind of kind of imagine what it looks like, but I mean, we've all I mean, we've all heard your arsehole pretty much in the showers. That that noise that seems to come out as you decide to pick out two weeks ago's dinner. But <laughs> how, did, how did the flaming? It's arsehole? just it's just backdoor cleanliness, Tom. I thought a man of your caliber would know about that. Yeah, but. I, I, mine doesn't sound like I'm using a plunger on it, dog. That's the difference. It's you meant to use it to unplug a toilet, not an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Fair point. I must. Have, I just must have a massive arsehole. It must. I it's mean, just good, it's just good technique. Yeah, that's it. Well, George has tried to replicate it now, but George is also prone to wiping the finger on you on the back sometimes if you if he's <laughs> a particularly good mood. I can imagine uh, there's been a fair. Fair few poo, poo particles under the fingernails. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We've all got to start somewhere. Yeah, preferably not under there. Not under the nails, eh? <laughs> um, I don't really know where to go after this. Oh, yeah, the flaming arseholes. Flaming arseholes. Yeah. Talk so was, who's I think that was, it was an initiation, really, for the Tour Virgin. So, obviously... Well, I don't know what I think. People have different um, different ideas of flaming arseholes, but essentially, it's it's a piece of bog roll that's shoved up each other's bottom, um, dangles down to the floor or down by your knees, and you light it, and you've got to do your drink before it gets up to your bum hole. I mean, yeah. But I wanted to know a bit more about it. You've just given me the instructions there. <laughs> well, I was also thinking if you're if you're a tall lock, it might be a little bit easier than a a short. Yeah, if you're not a midget. Well, yeah, I guess so. But you just got to chin your point quickly, haven't you? Yeah, that's true. Imagine <laughs> making the shorts come off because I don't have many scum arms that can drink quick. John T would definitely have been. No, proud. I think there's to be fair, to be fair to there's quite a few scrum halves that drink quick. Ours does not. <laughs> I've just got a really small experience of shit. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah, one of them, isn't it? You just gotta you gotta chin your point as quickly as possible and make sure you flick all the fire out your your bum hair. Crevice, yeah. Yeah. Singed singed hairs are the worst as well. The yeah, smell is the horrific. smell. Mixed with a gruff nut. <laughs> or a cl- or a Klingon, whatever you want to call it. it. Yeah, win it. What used to call them? Oh, doodleberries. That's what we used to do. <laughs> oh, I just Tom, you're not clean to doodleberries. I don't know who ever said that to me, but it's definitely a phrase. You and your mum are a real close relationship. Yeah, really, really close family. <laughs> your <laughs> mum used to tell you to clean your doodleberries. Probably because, uh, yeah, probably because of the lack of toilet roll we used. I was very much uh, too too ply. One scrunch, give it a wipe and <laughs> hope for the best. Um, I can't really concentrate because all I can hear in the back of my mind is you cleaning your arsehole. Um, <laughs> so, Nuki, flaming up. Let's move away from ourselves. Sorry for all the women which have been listening. Um, 
So Nuki, Nuki's a good place. Phil, what's the worst initiation type thing you've done? Because Flaming Arsehole, I mean, most rugby players know what it is. I guess it's pretty tame, isn't it, really? You must have heard us right and done some right bad stuff. So my my university, um, their initiation there, so your first away trip, you have to do three litres of white lightning. Ooh sing a song, tell a joke, all that on the bus. And then without you knowing, they essentially steal your kit bag, strip you naked, and you have to run home from the sports ground, which is sort of a mile away from the centre of Durham, naked. But you get your shoes. Um, Oh, that's nice. That's what you get. So mine was bad because obviously three litres of white lightning is not going to help anyone. But at least I got from Loveborough to Durham, which was like two hours 45 on the bus to do it in. Obviously, other people got like the 25 minutes to get from Newcastle to Durham. <laughs> to do three litres of white lightning. So that just came straight back up. Yeah. Also, then the, the run home uh, or the run back was always a risk because obviously you didn't want to get caught by the police at a police start by like, and a few lads did. And I think inevitably that got stopped um, quite quickly. But I'd thought that there was one way you could just run down the road, run down another road and you were back in the middle of Durham. Or I was like, well, I'll go through the woods because then no one will see me. But I got massively lost. It took me an hour and 15 minutes to get back. (laughs) (laughs) And and there was no one there to get back to either. So I just ended up walking into my college absolutely naked. (laughs) Is that how dogging began? <laughs> just still in the woods for so long after. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a great idea. And then we just went totally the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, there's the story. It's one of the worst stories I've heard. I've never had to run anywhere naked by, by force. I've done it kind of as a hobby every now and again. But ours was uh, in, a, wee, in a, a black bin. You stick your newbie in. Fill it with alcohol and they can't leave. And if they're sick or pissing it, then they obviously have to still consume the contents of the bin of the bin before. Yeah. Pretty old old school standards. It's a bit Lubbury Uni esque. Lubbury Uni got in a lot of trouble for their initiations back in the day. Mm. Used to basically make you drink until you couldn't anymore, and then they'd lock you in a room with no toilet <laughs> for for the rest of the night. Oh, so maybe. Yeah, they got in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah. Well, there was a varsity, when I was at Trent, there was a varsity, or the year after, they cancelled a varsity because someone pooed in a sink somewhere. <laughs> Might have been the library or something. Someone just had a poo in the sink. I was, I was just, <laughs> what I was listening to. I was listening to a different podcast this morning. But quite often, poo and rugby players happens quite a lot. Yeah. It's just I don't I don't know what it is about us. We're not too body conscious, are we? Really? No. No. So well, I think that's the thing about rugby is it, there's such a vast array of bodies that everyone is accepting of everyone else's body. Like, you don't really like. It's like cons- marking your territory, though, as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like every every stag do or something I've been on, someone's always pooed in the sink, like within half an hour of getting somewhere. Never ever always as I've been on. <laughs> there's always a poo in the sink or if it's a real posh hotel the one where you wash your bum in because a mistake 
bidet. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, if I saw a bidet, I'd have a bit of a quick poo in it. Because then you can just recreate that in between the scene, can't you? <laughs> just a little toilet. <laughs> um, so, dog, dog, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test dog to see whether he knows who knows him. Okay, so dog, we've got four little snippets about you here. Oh, right, God. we can talk, discuss them individually, and then at the end, you need to tell us who sent us these stories. Okay, okay. yeah. So the nervousness has come out there. There's a little. <laughs> so we'll just put big dog is the first bloke naked on the bus, despite his downfalls. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Correct. nicest way I've ever heard anyone call you fat. <laughs> oh, I was, I was thinking it was more to do with my small appendage. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. It works, though, mate, doesn't it? Mi- mix the two together. <laughs> you can't yeah. say anyway. Looks like you've got a doodleberry. It's doodleberry. <laughs> um, and then another one is... Um, <laughs> You said he's had the snip, so he can't have any more kids. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a fact, ladies. Um, uh, apparently in Bridge North, on a night out, a fight broke out, and you were so scared and worried that you ran around shouting, "Call the police! Call the police!" Now we've got to dig into this because that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> oh, I know that is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a couple of people it could be. So can you just go into that story a little bit? It was um it was as it is. <laughs> That's simple. That's simple. That's that simple. Story. It's okay. that simple. And I think I think the word just came out of my mouth once because I was just thinking it's just gonna be a death here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna die. I mean it is a medieval town. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the final one was he dressed as a penguin, which oh. his missus spent the day making to a fancy dress night, which turned out not to be fancy dress in the first place. <laughs> I've always yeah. dreamed of knowing something that's happened to you because it never, it's always something you see online, don't you? But it never, never. That genuinely it. as well, Becky had spent, I don't know, four hours on this. And she did a really, really good job. Just playing back Black Hoodie and then we like, I don't know, we made like a big, I think we made a nose and eyes out of pillows. It looked really good, really simple, cheap. And I wore it and I was the only one there in fancy dress as a penguin. This was at the Bridge North pub, clubhouse. Yeah, Yeah, it was at the clubhouse, yeah. And, And you've walked in very happy with yourself, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, I think a few of us stayed after the game and then it was meant to be a social and then nobody else came in fancy dress. So I ended up just getting spannered as a penguin. (laughs) (laughs) And the worst thing is... I want that tattooed on me. It it wasn't an expensive hoodie or anything like that, but I was damn sure I wasn't going to lose it because the amount of time that was taken on it... (laughs) I actually think I reused it. I took all the penguin stuff off and reused it. <laughs> As a joke, I think you told me the penguin story the first night you came 
well, the first Saturday we had a game because we went into Nottingham or we went into yes. Sherwood, definitely. You've told me that story. Yeah, that is brilliant. So so who, who's given us that gold? Uh, that will be, well, it might be, would it be Will Bedell? No. Uh, somebody that still plays there? No. Oh. Don't know then actually that's um think think mutual friends mutual we're oh crosses <laughs> <laughs> the little pest he is <laughs> big pest <laughs> yeah yeah forgot about crosses actually yeah you don't have to do easy to do um I like that. There's some. Uh, he's always good at providing content when we need him to. As well, definitely. Yeah. Um, I should have touched on this earlier. Made um, is not good enough to put it back. But do you remember Terry that played paths? Terry Terry's first training session. Yeah. And uh, what was your experience of playing touch against him? You couldn't. You couldn't touch him. But what I've got here is. <laughs> Terry's first train session playing touch. I hear Big Dog go, fucking hell. And I turned around to see him slapped himself in the chest with both hands. And I said, What's up with you? And he says, well, <laughs> He says about Terry, he was there pointing in front of him. Then he was there pointing to the left. And then he was there pointing to the right. And then he wasn't fucking there. <laughs> he just danced around me and then laughed. It's, it's um, and I'm not, and I, I can say this because. I'm similar to you. I can't see our tiny appendages, but it's not very nice when someone, you know, when someone can just go around, you just like, just fucking go around me. Don't make me look like a tit. And he's done you three times. Oh yeah. Big start. Like, yeah, I think he got to within like a metre radius of me as well. So I could have tapped him, but he was just like a little fly. (laughs) Fly around shit. (laughs) (laughs) Another one. It's your doodleberries. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Phil, we've spoken a lot about appendages today. Would you like to get yours, your package out? Yes. All right, dog. I think you know the gist of this one. It's a uh, fast dance around your your speciality speed. Um, red or green? Red. Favorite beverage? Guinness. Pavs or Bridge North? <laughs> I can't answer that. No, quick one. Quick one. I can't answer that. <laughs> I mean, if I were you, I'd say Bridge North because you've been there since you were six. <laughs> Bridge North. Yeah, good answer. Um, worst job you could have? <sighs> Don't know. Lifeguard. That'd be, be great if you drowned. You say, you say that though, mate. When I was a teenager, I actually was a lifeguard. Shut up. Shut up. Shit, they, you not. They didn't have any lifeguard rings, so they just used to use you as a buoyancy. You stood on the side. <laughs> you know, in white. Just like an Oompa Loompa, <laughs> just floating around singing songs about chocolate. I used to do the uh, the Saturday afternoon special um, uh, inflatables. That's what, that was me. <laughs> you see people ju- someone was sat on the front of your stomach someone would jump on the back of it and they'd fly off <laughs> little kids hanging onto the rafters <laughs> what's your favourite rugby position 
prop as well. Yeah, that's a bit easy for you. Um, last thing in your Google search history. Uh, Just so everyone knows, Becky is sat within uh, earshot, so this could be interesting. What was it? Lyme's disease. <laughs> no further questions, Ron. Um, best player to have played against? Oh. oh, I don't know, actually. What, positionally or just in general? In general, I guess. I mean, I wrote the question, so yeah. I don't know, really. I can't... Re- I like, considering I've been playing rugby so long, I'm quite shit at remembering stuff. <laughs> I don't know. You've got, you've got a very in someone good. So, I don't know. Can't think, no. Okay, we'll, we'll let that one go. Um, Maybe come back to that. Let me have a think. What sitcom character do you best represent? <laughs> Peter Griffin. The Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favourite opposition? Favourite opposition? Paviers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, John T or Jim? John T or Jim? Jim? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you have to think about it? <laughs> I, yeah. No, Jim. If the guy who Jim was, let's be honest. Um, Who's your? I, I always think this should be a second sober. John T or Jim is quite an easy one, but drunk. Sometimes I'd have to pick John T. You know, no, no. Jim just went through a phase. Yeah. <laughs> At least you know where you stood with him. <laughs> if you're Rupert Skier lying on yeah. your yeah, and also to be fair with Johnny, there's only a pint between the two. <laughs> <laughs> that was at the. Um, the end of awards do, wasn't it? When Jim came in in a pair of budgie smugglers. Yeah, he'd been drinking yeah. all day, hadn't he? That was great, that was. Where'd he been? Had he been at the races or something? Yeah. He'd been at uh, Sutherland and we'd played NLD. Yeah. Or a few of us played NLD. And we came straight from NLD and he came straight from the races and we were all sober. And he, he was, was battered. Absolutely battered. And then he tried to batter someone. Rupert's and Malk tried to batter him. I can't remember what happened. I can't wasn't, there a, wasn't there a boxing glove that day or something? No, that was a few years before. There's been some very boozy end of seasons. What's the uh, what's the standard end of season do kind of itinerary at Bridge North Dog? I think basically very similar to Pavia's. They they have a um, a big tent usually down the down the pitches, and then everybody just gets nailed basically a few awards are given out you have a meal and then you get pissed yeah basically Fatalities. yeah you need anything else do you no one thing before I want to go on and we've not touched on it and I'm uh, it's something that I've always looked up to you for um, and not many people look up to you to be fair dog but when you woke up one day and you realised you were a viral sensation sat in your armchair with your scum cap on. How did that feel? Amazing. Did it? <laughs> you were like, because every time, because I follow a few hashtags on Instagram and Facebook and Prop Life is one of them. Yeah. And I was like, I hadn't seen it and I'd seen you come up. You look like the happiest lad alive. 
<laughs> For those who don't know, do you want to describe what the video was? It was me sat in my front living room with, I think, I had Stevie's, like, 2005 Pavia shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> in my Pavia shorts. So I was looking pretty honking. And... Uh, I was just dancing to some music. Well, we'd won something, hadn't we? We'd, we'd we won the league. Won. Was that the league game? We'd no, I thought it was perhaps a staying up. Staying, I know, we'd stayed in the league, haven't we? It's COVID. You know, COVID. That's it, yeah. yeah. What was COVID? That first, that first year, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah. Well, we stopped playing in March 2020, didn't we? Yeah. So we missed um, four games and because of the way they did the rules of the league. Yeah. So we stayed up. Yeah, that's it. So, so I mean, you're the the Shropshire version or the Pavia's version of Joe Marler then, aren't you really? I wouldn't categorise myself as uh, as astutely as that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's quite hard to, to categorise yourself in that, but in the terms of in, in, internet presence, you're obviously quite famous now. Do you get, get recognised? No. Just... <laughs> when I put my scrum cap that. on, instantly. Instantly. Is <laughs> there... Uh, are you asked to wear it in the bedroom? No, no. no I have no, to. No. I have to wear a, a full suit in my bedroom now. <laughs> Two kids, mate. Fuck me. <laughs> Just a, a latex suit. He's oh. got. A, he's got a, one of those um, privacy pants, like Maid Marion in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Chastity Chast- 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 belt. <laughs> God, I'd lose the key. Um, even even a slipper skin, and I'm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to hear you cleaning your ass after wearing a chastity belt for so long. Um, <laughs> Phil, would you like to take worst or best rugby memory? Um, I'll take worst memory. What's your worst rugby memory, dog? <sighs> Probably when it was years ago. And we were playing Leak away in, it was, must, I don't know, I can't remember the year now, but I was speaking to Pumba the other day about it. And it was, we were playing at Leak away and we were, I think we were basically winning the whole game. And then essentially we lost. And I think we lost because I slipped a tackle on one of their big, I think it was their second row. Yeah, we lost the game. But... It was a catalyst for our good run at Bridge North after those years. So, that's probably so the if anything, time. you influenced uh, a decent period for Bridge North by being shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you do best, to... mate. It's what you do best. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your what's your best rugby memory? I'd probably say playing at Twickenham. Yeah, yeah. talk us through that then. What was that for? That was for the Intermediate Cup final. We played Maidstone at Twickenham. My um, that's another place which is a bit fucking grim and rough. Is it? Yeah. They, they were a very good they were a very good team on the day. Um yeah. but yeah, we think I think we must have had about I don't know. If, I can't remember the figures, so if I've cock it up, it's not my fault. But we must have had about Three, well, three to five thousand people there watching Bridge North. 
amazing. Gone down to the day. All of Bridge North. Yeah, we were not, it's not a big population, but there was a fair few people there. And obviously, as you run out through the tunnel, they're all, you stand there facing them. And obviously, Twickenham's huge, isn't it? And there's like only the, there's only a little bit that they're sat in, but they look small, but there was loads of people there. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And obviously, Bridge, Bridge North comes up on the big screens and everything like that. So, and the flag was flying. You know when you're there, and so it was a question for you as well. I don't know, there wasn't loads of people there, but because of the size of the stadium and the amount of people, obviously you don't, don't often get to play in front of. Well, I don't often get to play in, more, in front of more than ten people. But can you can you pick out faces when you're there? No, you couldn't. You couldn't see anything really. You'd if the ball was coming down the side of the pitch where the the fans were. You couldn't hear anything, but as soon as it went to the other side, it was just deadly quiet. It was weird. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah. It's exactly it was, what it was like playing at Middle Lane. And that is the biggest pitch I've ever played on. It is massive, <laughs> isn't it? It's I've horrible. I've played on a replica. It's huge. It's horrible. <laughs> I was going to say, how, how was it getting around the park? I could have done I could have done with a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, could you could you ever pick people out in the crowd when you were there? When you were playing? Yeah, but only at like Medal Lane. And I knew that my dad would be sat in pretty much the same seats week in, week out. So I just had to And it's quite obvious, isn't it? Quite obvious. Dad, yeah. Well no, because he'd have his hat on. He'd always have a hat on. Oh, so. right. That doesn't help. Did you ever wave at him? Yeah. Like midway through the game. Oh, no, not if I was playing, but I spent a lot of time on the bench as well, didn't I? So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, have we got a serious question for Big Dog? Um, no, I didn't bother. Um, <laughs> Thank God yeah. I failed all the other questions. <laughs> have you thought about the best player you've played against yet? I did, and then it's escaped me again. You can say <laughs> Terry if you want. But I'd never played against him. Oh, in touch. Oh, only in touch. In touch, yeah. Best player I've ever played against because I couldn't <laughs> touch him. <laughs> Swatting at flies. If it, I reckon if he was a burger, though, I'd have touched him. He <laughs> wouldn't be alive. Because you would have really wanted it. <laughs> right, in that case, mate, it's been nice to chat to you. And you guys. Um, well, hopefully, next time there's a fixture between Pavs and Vision, if you won't shit yourself. Um, <laughs> and you'll be... You're, You'll be able physically to and mentally, literally, literally. <laughs> I was on the on the Friday morning. I was so excited, and then at about three o'clock on Friday afternoon, I, my belly just went. I was like, "Oh, oh, this this is." Everyone knows that feeling because it makes a weird gurgle noise, doesn't it? And, and then two or three hours later, I was. It was like somebody was bleeding the radiator, <laughs> and my stomach. Somebody had. Like Phil, Phil and bloody big Steve were trying to tackle me at once in the stomach area with the heads. <laughs> the handful of chilies. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> did you lose any weight from it? Uh, I did actually, yeah, quite a bit, yeah, six pounds. Bloody <laughs> hell, mate. Now, has that come back? Or Six pounds in 12 hours, great. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? I was mega dehydrated. Yeah, what, what did you eat? Oh, like, my wee was the same colour by the end of it. It was actually hydrated. 
I don't know. I don't know what I'd eaten. Don't know. Well, we won't dwell on it because it could have been a long list. Um, like I said, thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Big Dog. And we'll uh... Mark at you, runner. <laughs> Do what I want now. Anyway, have a good one, mate. Uh, enjoy yeah. the nighttime feed, and we'll speak to you later. And you guys, nice to see you. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. So, Phil, that was Big Dog. <laughs> Lovely lad. One of the greats. One of the absolute greats. <laughs> what a hero. I think those who, who know Big Dog outside of uh, a changing room see him as probably a nice, lovely lad. If you've showered next to him, we, we touched on it on the podcast, disgusting. He's he's like Mario, isn't he? He's a plumber. Um... He's, he's, he knows how to clear his system. Yeah, I think Big Dog joined the club the same time I came back. I think, or or unsurprisingly, he missed preseason and rocked up, um, <laughs> and uh, got to know him quite quickly. Got on with him really quickly because we had kids about the same time, um, and just yeah, just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And mm. he's honest, he's fun, and he he's all about the team, and that's exactly what you need at a club like Puffs. Yeah, and it's it's a weird one. It's not something uh, it would come to mind very obviously with him but he's quite a wholesome person you see what you get and he's always always telling stories and cracking jokes to make other people uh, enjoy enjoy what's going on um which is which is really good um social events at the club <clears throat> by the by the time this has come out we'd have had a lovely dinner so there's no point talking about that oh we would have me you candle beautiful i'm Green hoping Rose. there's a uh there's a, a French band or something to come and woo a me. French band? Uh, they're, they're French are romantic, aren't they? It's normally just someone playing a violin, in it? That's what I meant. No, no, I don't really do romance. Surprise, surprise. Um, you? Really? The, the music is up to us, though, haven't we? We've been... Uh, we've been given this playlist. Yeah, we've been asked to provide a playlist to uh, for dinner. So I hope everyone likes drum and bass. <laughs> and... Uh, and then after about 10 o'clock, Sweet Caroline for half an hour. What else, <laughs> what else do people want from a sit-down meal? But then on the 2nd of April, I think it's the 2nd, no, it's, it's Ladies' Day up at the club. Just, uh, speaking to people like Emma Dummett yesterday, it's £12 a ticket. You come and there's a lot of Prosecco flowing from what I, what I can gather. Apparently so. Um, I think it went down an absolute storm the other year. I think we had... There was a lot of women up there at the end of the game. Um, some of them in better condition than others by the final whistle. Um, yeah, it's always a good night for everyone. Loads of money raised, you know, and that's the main thing. Uh, and everyone normally has a very good time. And it, it's for those who've not done a ladies' day before, it's not just for the wives and the girlfriends and the mums. It's literally if, if you've got some friends who... Don't even a lot of them don't even leave the clubhouse to watch the rugby. The rugby doesn't remember. So if you've got kids in the minis and you can leave them with dad or leave them with a babysitter, it's a perfect time to come up and just have a chat with some people um, and get to know more people around the club. So that's a really good one. Um, Twelve pounds a ticket. Let's be honest, it's probably uh, Emma Dimical Joy or, or Mummy that you need to speak to for for tickets. 
Um, but if you can't find them, there is details on the website and on Facebook as well. Um, and then the 25th of June, um, pencil the date in your diary, big do. Um, it is our being paviors, not mine and yours, Phil, 100th birthday. It is. Um, which will consist of a nice sit-down meal at the Crown Plaza in town. Very posh. Very posh. is going to be um, some nice food, some nice drinks. It's going to be open to, I think it's going to be 16s plus. We're just checking that, but obviously you've got to be 18 to drink. But it will be a very good, from paviors um, who still play and probably not ones that are there to start it, but one's not far off, I imagine, <laughs> in the early two decades. What? This is like we're talking to Sam Green again. You've gone <laughs> I can't talk about women or dead people. Um, but yeah, it, it really will be a big event. Uh, we need to make sure we get uh, us there in numbers for it to be worth it as well. I think um, it's a massive I, thing for the club, but we've been, we've been running at this for a couple of years, haven't we? COVID's got in the way a bit of stuff we've been trying to do. Uh, and it will be an awesome night. You know, it's not often that as a baby you get to do a night in town and then go out in town. No. Uh, so... It'll be huge, huge night for everyone. Yeah. From from what I'm going to tell, there's going to be no bollocks speeches or anything like that. It's going to be sit down, enjoy yourself as company, have some drinks, and then if you want, go into town. Um, but obviously more details will be released about the meal and prices, etc. later on in the next few weeks. Um, Phil, let's come to that point in the evening again. Have you got any wise words for us today? Um... No. No? No. no. You, you made me think, no, I haven't. No. no, no. My only thing would be, um, if you're cleaning your bum hole, make sure no one's around, because it sounds horrible. It depends how you do it, but yeah. <laughs> depends how you do it. <laughs> right, Phil, have a good day tomorrow. I'll see you at training. Irrelevant for this podcast. I always say something which is completely irrelevant for the podcast, because it goes out after training. But... Have a good day and uh, see you later. Bye. Bye.